The Holy Gospel according to John, the 10th chapter. At that time, the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Judeans gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me, but you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Good morning. Surely mercy and goodness shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. These beautiful words are some of the most famous in Scripture and a poetic confession of love and trust from the poet to the reader. They serve as a comfort to people throughout the world, both inside and outside the church, spoken at bedsides and funerals. This psalm reassures us of God's never-ending presence in our lives and the lives of our loved ones. They are ancient words attributed to a shepherd king, but continue to live on day after day, as a reminder of who God is and in whom we can put our trust. Jesus provides similar words that God will always be present and with them in our gospel reading from today, from John 10. He is celebrating the feast of the dedication, or what we would know as Hanukkah. And he is once again questioned by some in the temple about who he is. They want to know plainly if he is the Messiah, And of course, Jesus, in the most non-plain way, goes on to remind them that he has told them and shown them his true identity through his works and in his ministry, most recently through the healing of the blind man in John 9. But they don't believe him, and Jesus says they aren't his sheep. They don't hear his voice, and they don't follow him. And while this seems difficult to grasp that Jesus would put some in and some outside of his flock, I seem to lean with some scholars and Pastor David Loos, who have suggested that the gospel writer, John, is seeking to assure his community that they are indeed Jesus' sheep, and to explain why others, perhaps some in their own families, don't believe in him. I'm curious, though, if they don't believe or trust in Jesus because they are still questioning who this person really is. Maybe they haven't experienced personally what Jesus can do in their lives and who Jesus truly is for them. Maybe they haven't heard the voice of Christ. It could be possible, just maybe, that Jesus isn't their shepherd yet, and they are not his sheep yet. They don't hear his voice quite yet. As one of our confirmation students wrote in class recently, being true to my faith means trusting in God even if you don't know exactly what it means yet. 
I recently read and was reminded that God seeks us out long before we seek God. Christ makes us his sheep. We do not make him our shepherd. Sheepness and trust come only from God. So for those who do believe and do hear Christ's voice, Jesus in John 10 reminds them that I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. Words, I'm sure, were of comfort to the disciples and all of Jesus' followers when it came time for Jesus to go to the cross. The Father would be with them, even when Jesus was not physically there. Today, as Christians and people of faith, we turn to the Psalms when we are seeking words of comfort or the reassurance that God is present with us now and forever. Psalm 23 provides that, but this psalm is so much more than promises of comfort, love, and trust. This psalm is one that is on the move, and it's taking us along with it. Listen and see where it leads you. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. You restore my soul, O Lord, and you guide me along right paths for your name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup is running over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. As comforting and calming as these words are for me and so many people, the psalm doesn't rest. It is on the go. The shepherd doesn't keep us in the green pastures or besides the still waters forever. Even though I know at times I would love to linger there, to read a book, to talk with friends, to have a picnic, and to just chill out and put my feet up and enjoy my happy life and be just fine. I am comfortable in such places, and I trust myself there. But the God who walks alongside us, who shepherds us, who desires our trust to be in God rather than self, is the God who leads us, draws us back when we wander, keeps us moving forward, and helps us find our groove on the path. But as we all know, life has a way of taking us into some difficult places, and we can head into the valley of the shadow of death at a moment's notice. And as much as we humanly try, we can't just skip it or jog around it, and there's not always a bridge over this valley, which can come to us in a recent diagnosis, an illness, depression, anxiety, or despair. This valley can be the loss and grief over death of a spouse, a child, a friend, a pet, or even the death of a hope or dream of something rooted deep in your soul. We enter this valley when we are spiritually lost, emotionally and maybe even physically, and when we are afraid for our children because of another school shooting and the senseless violence in our world day after day. Sometimes, though, we're just in this valley, not necessarily embracing it or being crushed by it. And while there's so much in life that can keep us in and take us to this valley of the shadow of death, we don't need to stay there. And please know, dear friends, we aren't there alone. 
God is present, and in that I put my trust. Jesus' path led him to the cross and into these darkest, deepest valleys, and finally into death. But he didn't stay there either. And we are called to listen and to follow him, to walk the path of righteousness with God, never alone. God will never send us where God has not been. Jesus is our shepherd, and he will guide us to the springs of the water of life, and God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. With the risen Christ, and whether we are in the valley or in the green pastures, we are called to the table set before us by God, the table where Jesus met with the disciples before he was handed over to the rulers and crucified, the table where Jesus met them again on the road to Emmaus and at the Sea of Galilee, as we heard these last two Sundays of Easter, this table that we gather week after week, remembering the life of our good shepherd, and as we are brought into community once again through the breaking of the bread and the drinking of the wine. We are in this together as we remember the promise that surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Can you imagine God pursuing you, wanting you, needing you, day in and day out dwelling in the promises of God, living a life where we accept and trust God's mercy and grace, and knowing that God will never give up on us no matter when we wander, because we will, we are sheep. This is the call of discipleship, to be led by the familiar voice of the shepherd we know and trust. I believe that this is what it means to be the sheep in our lessons today, the one who hears and trusts and follows. As the body of Christ, we are asked to support each other and live out this call of discipleship together, to help each other hear the voice of Jesus, our good shepherd, and to follow him in all that we do as we live out God's mission in the world. One way in which we do this is by bringing and celebrating with people who come to the font, like Kurt Hoover will at 945 today, who will receive the gift of grace through baptism and at the table where we remember the abundant hope we receive from the body and blood of Christ shared in the sacraments. These are gift. Rachel Held Evans, Christian author and columnist who died last weekend, understood what it meant to be a disciple, to be a sheep, and to live a life of trust in God. And at the 2017 ELCA Rostered Leaders Conference, she reminded all those present, you have the sacraments, you have the call, you have the Holy Spirit, you have one another, you have a God who knew the way out of the grave, you have everything you need, you just need to show up and be faithful. And we have a God who shows up, and we, all we need to do is hear and to follow. Let us put our trust in Christ, the one who leads, guides, and shepherds us forever. Thanks be to God. Amen. Please join us.